person should always choose a costume which is in direct contrast to her own personality. Lucy Van Pelt. It's the Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown. Welcome to the Revisionist History Podcast, where we set the historical record straight, no matter who it might offend. I'm Paul, and in today's episode, we wade into the spooky and vastly misunderstood history of every kid's favorite holiday that doesn't involve a fat guy in a red suit, Halloween. Halloween is a holiday, and I use that term in the loosest possible way, that's evolved perhaps more than any other. From a religious festival from multiple faiths, to a free candy grab by tiny sugar-craving goblins, to an excuse for women to dress up as anything from a slutty nurse to a slutty nun, it's become a major commercial and social event. But what about its history? There is considerable debate about how the celebration started, but this much is sure. Contrary to the common evangelical Christian trope, Halloween did not begin as a night to worship Satan. The ancient Celts celebrated Samhain, forgive the non-Gaelic pronunciation, on November 1st, marking the end of the farming season and the beginning of winter. It was not seen as a pagan festival of the dead until the 19th century, however, much closer to the time of the Boston Celtics than the ancient Celts. The Catholic Church got in on the Halloween Act early on, perhaps as early as the 7th century, with Pope Boniface IV, and certainly by the 11th century, when the Pope decreed that Hallomas would last from October 31st to November 2nd. Hallomas is a three-day period covering All Saints Day on November 1st, All Souls Day on November 2nd, and All Hallows Eve on October 31st. Because we love shortening every phrase we can, this ultimately developed from All Hallows' Eve to All Hallows' Even to finally Halloween. It's often claimed that the Vatican chose this date to co-opt the Samhain Festival, and this is likely accurate. The church had no qualms about pushing pagan festivals out of the way by holding their own on the same date. This doesn't mean that the church's celebration is rooted in paganism. Quite the opposite. But the myth persists. And it's worth noting that even for the pagans themselves, it was never a night to celebrate evil. The Anglo-Saxon Celts believed Samhain was a time when the division, or wall if you will, between our physical world and the supernatural world was at its thinnest, allowing spirits to cross over to us. As a result... They often wore masks or costumes during Samhain to keep evil spirits at bay. Regardless of how the Celts celebrated, however, it's clear that by the 1100s at least, Halloween was a solidly Christian religious festival, the start of a time of celebrating both the saints and our departed loved ones. So how did it turn into something so many see as evil? Well, that's not exactly a new revision either. The first real attacks on Halloween and the historical revisionism that's followed 
started with the Protestant Reformation in the early 1500s. As with many other aspects of the medieval Catholic Church, reformers like Luther, Calvin, and Zwingli saw Halloween, as well as All Saints Day and All Souls Day, as a non-biblical addition to Christianity that needed to be stamped out in order for people to return to a more pure Christianity. One of the easiest ways for the reformers to crush a popular festival was to convince their earliest followers that it was, in fact, demonic. And once the Puritans hit the scene about a century later, the transformation was complete. It was the Puritans, remember, who made burning witches a spectator sport. It's kind of hard to dress a little Millicent up as a witch when the next-door neighbor just got ignited in a bonfire. Over the following centuries, interest in Halloween waxed and waned, but it really exploded in the 20th century for two very American reasons, the desire for entertainment and the desire to make oodles of money. Halloween's big business, huge business, from haunted houses that cost $80 per tour, to costumes, to mountains of candy, to Rocky Horror Picture Show screenings at midnight, to booze sales. Lots and lots of booze sales. Americans spend an estimated $6 billion on Halloween annually, making it the second most commercial holiday after Christmas. One more revisionist aspect of Halloween is the number of urban legends that have cropped up over the years. Let's look at the one that, like Jason from Friday the 13th, just won't die. The most prevalent of the urban legends is that of poisoned, razor blade laced, or otherwise tainted candy. To this day, some local hospitals will x-ray kids' candy for them to ensure no foreign objects are inside that Milky Way bar. The thing is, none of it's true. According to Live Science, there are only two verifiable cases of poisoning on Halloween, both involving relatives. In 1970, a boy died of a heroin overdose, and investigators found it on his candy. However, after further investigation, they learned he had accidentally eaten some of his uncle's heroin stash, and amazingly, the family had sprinkled some heroin on the candy to cover up for the uncle. The other incident occurred in 1974, when a boy named Timothy O'Brien died after eating pixie sticks his own father had laced with cyanide to collect the insurance money. Tragic. But do any of these various things about Halloween really matter, historically speaking? Yes and no. History is not irreparably damaged by any of the revisionism that has occurred, partly because people see Halloween as simply a scary party time. But the idea that it is a solidly pagan day, rather than originally a religious holiday, has caused sometimes violent debate between pseudo-pagans and evangelicals of the Ned Flanders variety. When those two collective voices are the loudest in the room, it's bad for society, and it's bad for history. So have a spooky holiday, but remember the saints and the souls as well. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to today's episode. I hope you're finding this podcast both informative and entertaining. If you'd like to help us keep episodes like this coming, please consider 
clicking on the support this podcast link in the show notes. It'll help us create more content and go a long way toward making this podcast completely ad-free. Thanks again.